There were a lot of like standalone episodes, but then there were a lot that also built on continuity within the series, which I always really appreciated. I thought yeah. it was so neat. Is there like one for you that, that really sticks out? Like, oh yeah, this storyline or this invention that they had on the cartoon? Probably any of the episodes that were written by Larry Dottilio were some of my favorites. And usually it seems like he was the one that they went to to write stories that involved introducing a new character. And he seemed to always be really good at, at having some kind of a powerful story for this new character you know, to be entered into the whole cast uh, of uh, people and creatures that they uh, had going there. And he would um, knew how to make it interesting and to somehow tie it to uh, the other characters, maybe their pasts, or uh, even the history of uh, Eternia. So anything that he wrote, I usually got a kick out of. Now at the time, as a kid, I'd never read the credits. I didn't care who wrote it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking back on it, I I see the episodes that I really enjoyed, and almost all of them he wrote. So he had that influence that that kept you entertained. Yeah, like, I mean, just like when I think back, and I'm I'm assuming these are things he probably had something to do with, but like the idea of what Queen Marlena being a NASA astronaut that crashed on Eternia. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. So He-Man is actually like half human. Like, I never thought about that. When you're a kid, you're just like, oh, he's just a big strong human guy but technically he's an alien if you're gonna you know look at it from our perspective i think that was um to yeah add a little bit of humanity to it so that you felt a little more connected to the character and he wasn't such an uh, an alien you know uh, to the just the uh, casual watcher there and um, and even like even the idea that what they you know because wasn't uh tila was like then they should basically insinuate that tila was man in arms daughter but also the daughter of the sorceress ultimately yeah and uh i don't know how well actually i think he had i don't think it was his daughter i think it was uh he had taken her in oh okay it's like adoptive daughter okay yeah if i'm remembering correctly i'm pretty sure that's that's right okay and you can probably google it and find out (laughs) yeah yeah just look it up on the (laughs) he-man wiki yeah (laughs) he-man he-man.org has got you covered right definitely I'm pretty sure that that's the uh, the backstory there, that um, or at least something that was a little more. They explored that a little more in the newer cartoon, I think, uh, with the whole connection to the sorceress and um, and Man at Arms involvement there, and there were a lot of things like that that they delved uh, deeper into in the cartoon that they produced in the 2000s. Mike Young Productions, I think, was the company that worked on that now, so now they, were there were there two kind of revival uh masters of the universe series am i understanding that correctly i only know of the one okay maybe I, maybe i misunderstood i misunderstood it well actually um well no you might be uh, referring to <laughs> you might be referring to the new adventures 
Well, the new adventures of He-Man, I certainly remember. That was okay. That, okay. that was that was a bit of a shock when that came out. What was that like, nineteen ninety or eighty nine, somewhere in there? And I just yeah. remember being like, "What is He-Man?" Like you, you saw him on Eternia, and we, like we were just talking about, he was technically an alien, but you never thought about He-Man in space necessarily. No. <laughs> and all of a sudden, now he's a space adventure guy stranded on a a new planet. Like there was, was it really the future? Was that what it ended up being or something yeah like, uh, basically uh, i think the storyline went that skeletor had left Eternia and he decided he was going to conquer the entire universe <laughs> so he man and the these uh, galaxy protectors follow him uh into space and uh, so they do battle they do battle uh on different planets and uh yeah I, that was such a, a change from the original cartoon and the original uh, characters that uh, it just didn't translate into uh, into uh, and you know the people that uh, they were reaching out to the kids that they were trying to reach they had watched the original series yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that long exactly ago, still in syndication and you know, that was the uh, <laughs> that was the stories and the characters that they were familiar with and uh, now they were trying to reintroduce them I just don't think that went over too well. Yeah, I mean, it really just it came it came on you know as something of just like a generic adventure cartoon, like anything you right. cared about with He Man no longer was interesting. You know, you're just like, I don't I don't get this at all. And like it like the you said, just... were so terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially Skeletor. That has to be one of the ugliest. <laughs> sculpts for you know a big time character yeah a, uh, i mean he kind of looks like like the skull of bucky o'hare it's like bucky <laughs> o'hare got splashed with acid and now he's, he's skeletor yeah. with a buck teeth skull and i don't know it was weird i think it was just done on a friday you know close to five it's like, <laughs> done and it was really awful yeah uh, it just yeah uh, it did, I, I, did not work out at all like i i i very vividly remember my buddy going and getting he had like you know four or five of the figures he's like look it's a new he-man i'm like no <laughs> i will not. i will go to ninja turtles now because this is not gonna <laughs> this is not gonna yeah. win my heart uh, i think it's we're done here they really had no chance with <laughs> Now, By that time, turtles had pretty much taken over everything. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they, they really ruled the world. But, you know, they did kind of make that one last-ditch effort, like we, ta- we, we talked about in, uh, in our episode proper about the 1987 Masters of the Universe film. But I'm just curious, what was your experience with Masters of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren? Like, how did, how did you come um, upon that? That I'm fairly certain I watched that in theaters because, uh, again, I, w- I was still pretty uh, devoted to uh, the Masters Universe, and but actually it was so forgettable. I think I just kind of thought I'm just going to pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretend that this this He Man doesn't exist, and uh, this is not part of the whole uh, He Man universe, Masters of the Universe uh, mythology, and uh, I I just kind of forgot about it they they were really trying to push that in the uh some of the publications that were still coming out and I, i'm pretty sure that they had mentioned it a few times uh, in the he-man magazine and i had, was still receiving it at that time now was it wasn't there an actual contest in the he-man magazine where you could be in the movie like there's a kid in there right is it like pig boy or what's his name like the character that they put him in as oh okay yeah that you know 
I've, I had heard that. I don't know that that's true or not. Uh, you know, Mattel wasn't really good at living up to their promise. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're the whole create a character contest, that never happened. You know, they, they had the contest and made their choices and... Uh, he said, this is going to be turned into a figure, and uh, and it never came about. But the the winning design for that action figure contest, was he like a camera character? Or what, what was his deal? He, that, that was Fearless Votes Hog. He actually ended up uh, becoming one of my uh, favorite, one of my favorite characters. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, at the time uh, when I, I had sent in my submission, and I was pretty certain there was no way they were turning it down. You know, I had basically taken the shockwave from the Transformers head and put it on, put it on Zodak's body. Oh, awesome! And, uh, that was my design. And I was pretty sure they were not going to go any other way with that. <laughs> uh, once I got my uh, copy of the magazine to to flip to who the winners were, I was pretty disappointed. And uh, of course, uh, Fearless Photog was to me, you know, one of the dumbest choices. <laughs> <laughs> One of the dumbest concepts for a character I could think of. Uh, Nathan Bittner was my enemy for many years. <laughs> I had pretty well deemed him as an enemy of mine. Have you have you connected with him since? Did you ever make peace with him? Is he still in the in the Masters of the Universe world somewhere? Yeah, I'm I'm sure he is, and you're probably familiar with the new classics line that they're still producing. And then yeah. they finally ended up producing his figure they did okay i was gonna ask about that i was like this it's such a fan line i have to imagine at some point that he was gonna so so fearless photog is an official figure now and i was i don't know at what point my opinion of photog changed probably when the um there was a a big going on goings on at x entertainment website which matt had uh, owned the the administrator of uh, Dinodrak. That was his original website, and he had run a little story about the uh, the whole Fearless Photog fiasco and how Mattel never did produce the figure and what happened to Nathan Bittner, his creator, and then um, a whole series of posts to that replies started to build and build and build to the point where it had become the largest basically the largest amount of posts on any of his stories i think up, upwards of 2000 2500 maybe replies to that you could read through all of those and it was like a soap opera unfolding <laughs> people were digging into the smallest details trying to find out where he was you know what he was doing now and you know there would be the occasional you know, lead that led nowhere <laughs> so they would report their findings and eventually uh, they had pieced together this story where he went into the military and disappeared for a time. He was a medic. <laughs> he came, he'd came back uh, to the States and had worked for uh, Bungie, the company that made Halo. And he was, I think, given the honor of uh, being called the creator of Cortana, the character Cortana. And then he... <laughs> It kind of went downhill. He he got fired, I guess, from Bungie. Now, they, this was all unfolding on uh, a website, so none of this is... Uh, now, and, and of... This is all fictional, <laughs> or according... There, was well, it could... ever backed up by anything? Well, you, you know, it's the internet. You can't... Uh, yeah. <laughs> people were having fun. You just got to take fun, it with a grain yeah. of salt. But according to what these people had found, you know, he had kind of hit some hard times after that, tried to start his own company that did <laughs> that didn't go over. There were prostitutes, and there was some you know, trouble with the law. <laughs> wow. There was this whole soap opera story sure. that 
unfolds on this one post that was just started by Matt asking the question, you know, what happened to Nathan Bittner? And yeah. He's made it their mission to find this out. I, I had no idea because, you know, if, if people don't know Dinosaur Dracula and, and X Entertainment, um, they're really the claim to fame over there is ecto cooler and the, the high C ecto cooler drink and right. breaking down the mysteries and is it coming back and how can you create it and all these different things so the fact right. that that this whole discussion of uh, fearless photog ended up eclipsing that uh, overall that that's pretty amazing now that for people who don't uh, aren't aware either over at retrodays.org there is kind of an official mascot and it's right. and very much inspired by fearless photog then that's yes. correct <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have photog smurf That's uh, right. <laughs> so you'll you go you go visit the site right there on the home page and, and other other areas of the site you'll you'll locate him you could even buy a standee you know in the point store right uh, you know uh, in, and who wouldn't want that yes of course <laughs> of course my my wife she's like why does that smurf have a gun for a head <laughs> So, so not understanding anything about the origins, she's just like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, and you know, that's uh, that was part of why I found it so ridiculous to begin with, the kid. But uh, again, you know, he became after reading and going through that whole soap opera uh, fiasco with uh, Nathan Bittner. For for whatever reason, uh, he started to grow on me, and uh, and actually, I, I own more of that particular figure than any of the others wow, <laughs> really so, so you, have, you have multiple multiple versions or i guess there's probably only one version but you have multiple right uh, copies yeah, of, multiples, That's great. Uh, of that one uh probably about 10 wow okay yeah. now uh the other quick Never question i have dog. So he he's right up there with Molar, right? As you know, for, for those who don't know, Molar. Yeah, by Molar. <laughs> inspired by a robot chicken uh, <laughs> yeah. vignette, little little skit, uh, the dentist of Eternia, another <laughs> one that's just kind of for the fans, right? Just to reach out there. Yeah, for, there, there were several of those. Uh, <laughs> they ended up having a uh, another contest uh, for the 30th anniversary. Oh, really? Uh, and of course, I submitted my design for that as well, certain ah. that it would win again. <laughs> and once again, they denied me. It's a plot. Mattel is on thin ice with me. They're still <laughs> on thin ice for not choosing my uh, my submissions there. But uh, That's they rough. did pick another ridiculous uh, character that that I uh, totally hate, <laughs> which is Castle Grayskull Man. No offense to Daniel Benedict, the creator of that particular character. But I was certain that uh, that mine would be chosen, and it wasn't. And uh, so now there's a now there's an actual uh, figure of this ridiculous Castle Grayskull man. <laughs> so now uh, the one question I have about that then maybe is there a reason you might have been ineligible because what uh you know the big reveal here that uh, for people who don't know we've kind of talked about some of the official what. Uh, publications of masters of the universe and he-man magazine things like that but you actually had a had a run as, as an artist a contributing artist to some official publications is that right yes um although in a in a very small capacity actually that began as a um comic strip that uh, kind of poked fun at, at the characters and uh you know their world and the uh, kind of put them in situations that were you know more familiar to you than humans than than any uh Eternian. so uh <laughs> and what was the name of the strip uh, originally it was called he-man's armpit <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so it was basically the characters in a uh, in a setting, and they they were m- really buffoonish and uh, a lot of you know just uh, getting in a lot of trouble, doing a lot of dumb things, uh, and uh, it was kind of. Uh, you Did know, you have a it. favorite bit from from <laughs> your early run? Well, that just stood out to you, like ah, this is why I did this. <laughs> I don't know at what point I decided to do that. I think uh, nobody else had really attempted that in the forum, the, the fan art forum, and I thought, I'm going to kind of uh, create this uh, Family Guy-style <laughs> comic strip, except it's got He-Man characters, and they're, maybe they have some characteristics of their actual character, but uh, I'm going to you know apply these other uh, characteristics to them that, that add to the humor. Uh, like, uh, for instance... Triclops was a little overweight and loved pie. <laughs> Skeletor, you know, was uh, a little bit neurotic and uh, way too obsessed, you know, with uh, besting He-Man, and uh, which, you know, probably something he shared with his actual character, but I kind of took it to the nth degree, if I could. And then you would, so you were saying you would post these, was this over at He-Man.org, you would post yeah, it in the, in and, the fan uh, art forums? So I think some people liked it, some people were a little bit like, I don't like my, <laughs> I don't like my favorite character being treated this way. <laughs> so they, uh, I, I would do that off and on for a while, and then um, one day uh, Val Staples, the uh, administrator of HeMan.org, and at the time was also a uh, colorist for the He-Man comic that had uh, been coming out, you know, in the same time frame as the uh, new cartoon. So there was a little bit of a re- that revival going on there. Who, who released that? Was that was that DC or was that IDW? No, or? that was um. I think it was called MV Creations. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a more uh, so independent. So kind of its own outfit. little uh, independent yeah, publication. They had been working on it, and he contacted me and asked if I wanted to uh, basically do that same thing, except rename it and kind of tone down the fart joke humor. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, they would put it in the back of the comic book. And I thought, well, that'll be awesome. Uh, this is <laughs> That's kind of what I'd always dreamed of doing was, to, you know, have something published, actually published in a, in a real uh, comic book, and so uh, I said, yeah, of course, and jumped into that head first, and I produced four strips, and then uh, submitted those to him, and he would you know, uh, give me uh, suggestions on what to change, and and then uh, I had those ready to go, and so this was going to appear in the um, Rise of the Snake Men. Uh, series and that's where it, it did start to be uh, it did start to show up uh, the first issue of the rise of the snake man had uh, one of the strips in it uh, then the second issue the third was ready to go but it was right at, at that time that Mattel had contacted Val that Mattel had basically told him that they don't didn't like the way that the characters were being treated oh. they didn't want them to be <laughs> to appear no sense like of a, humor over there you know Right, they did. They didn't like uh, where that was going, so he he uh, said, "I'm sorry to you know, have to break this to you, but uh, we can't uh, run any more of these." Uh, Mattel said no. So ah, politics in the toy industry. Ended about as quickly as it began. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hey, two issues—that's not bad. You have that's two right. issues. There are two in. issues out there. <laughs> if you can find them, that have have those uh, strips in the back, and I I went ahead and uh, posted the two remaining 
strips that I had on the website uh, in in the forum. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's got to be so exciting just to have something you care about so much and then it was just, you know, a little labor of love there, got some attention, officially recognized, I, and then... Had my uh, 15 minutes there of He-Man <laughs> fame and enjoyed a little bit of Mattel, you know, He-Man success yeah, myself. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. Hang with us. We had some Orco-related problems last week. <laughs> now, what are the right words? Let's see. By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> Have a safe trip. Sleeping on my job again. So this week we are declaring Masters of the Universe Week! Stay tuned as we will drop more parts of this exciting interview throughout the week sprinkled in amongst our Masters of the Universe episode. 